What's up, everybody? This is Brandon Marshall with the Sorry I Offended You podcast. This is your place to come to for random offensive shenanigans when it comes to marketing and messaging and showing up online. It's a blend between comedy and ranting and personal development. And this is my place where I talk some shit and I spread some value for the world to see. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friend. That's the best way, you know, to to pay your respects and love for the podcast. Share it on your Instagram stories or wherever you reside on the internet and let a friend know, you know, because that's my goal is to get this podcast in front of as many people as possible. And ideally, I would like to transfer a lot of my energy to podcasting beyond social media and all that stuff. So without further ado, today we're going to talk about covert haterism. <laughs> the, the covert, I don't know if there is blatant hate. I mean, there is blatant hate, but uh, it, it's better for business to be more covert about your hate. So I think that's why you got a lot of covert haters. So first and foremost, I'm just going to read a post I made recently, and then I'm going to expand on that. But this is how I'm feeling right now. Um, so here we go. A hater is a hater no matter what type of self-righteous wrapping paper the hater puts around their stank-ass jealousy. It always had a little bit of a rhyming scheme there. Um, Call-out culture made it easy for people to give their envy a purpose. If they can manage to, de- to dehumanize you and create their own narrative, which is which assassinates your character, their hate becomes justified. The same goes for people who justify the hate that your success must mean you're exploiting or scamming people. They will do everything they can to protect their ego so they are not the problem. It's simply easier to act envious and justify it with some self-righteous bullshit, at least in the short term. Long term, it's a life of misery and blame. Modern day society praises the victim, the snitches, and the envious. In fact, the majority of online arguments you will find somebody racing as fast as they can to the victim position to feel a sense of righteousness in their shitty behavior. It's all superficial, though. It's all empty calories towards some moral victory that means absolutely nothing at the end of the day. One of the biggest challenges you'll face in building your legacy is to not fall for these cheap distractions that give us empty validation, spreading anger and hate thinking we're actually doing something. Social media scrolling, men having porn addiction, fast food, gossip, worried about how people judge us, and call-out culture all have a similar impact. It's an, illu- it's an illusion of fulfillment and nourishment in the moment, but long-term, it chips away at our soul and our happiness. Strength comes from resisting these urges and drain us from our life force. And then I did a PS, join my new program, Divine Leader. I'll get into that later. You know, I, as of right now, I make sure not to fill this podcast with ads. It could change in the future. I never want it to be an oversaturated experience with ads, though. Um, But the way that I make my dough is serving people through programs and one-on-one services through coaching. And you can find all of that in the description of this podcast. And um, you can find that on my Instagram at Sorry I Offended You. And you can find it on my Facebook. My name is Brandon Marshall on Facebook. Not the football player, but the ginger guy. Um, So wanted to say that. And of course, my highlighted program right now, my live program that I'm going to be doing 
starting the midway of the month is called Divine Leader. And it's all about sourcing from the divine and being and leading by example. And the reason why I create this is it's all connected to marketing. Um, but when you know to lead yourself, then leading others become effortless and also magnetize being magnet drawing people in with your magnetism becomes a lot easier because you're grounded in your leadership um it's really tough to fake right and the more that you have to fake it the harder it is to convince people to work with you or, or to follow you because you're not walking the walk so divine leaders learning your energies and embodying that energy so you're showing up oh rebecca's here well that's great and all i'm doing a podcast she she went to panera bread <laughs> it's one of her places so so anyway um about the haterism i think it's i think it's really huge right now with call out culture. And of course, that's like one of the reasons why I created this podcast. But one of the biggest things that you need to define is when people are judgmental and they're hating, um, when you're putting out your message, the thing you gotta understand is the people who go around gossiping about other people or justifying their hate, they're not people you wanna be around in the first place. They're simply just not. So the thing that helps me is having the, the thought process that I can't fuck up with my soul aligned clients. I just can't. And if someone has a problem with what I'm doing or someone has a problem with who I am, that just shows that I'm doing the right fucking thing in sharing my message. The worst thing that you can do when sharing your message is to be is trying to be liked by everybody. Trying to be liked by everybody because then you're not even you're not even filtering out the people who would make your life hard and make your business <laughs> miserable. Um, when you're fully you, the complainers like the complainers walk away from your message right as soon as they see your message they walk away because <laughs> they're like okay i know who this is and we don't vibe fuck this but if you pretend up front and uh, the more filtering you're going to have to do on the back end or the more frustration that you're going to have on the back end right so it's like for instance if you're putting up a if if you're a type of person who likes to cuss uh, behind the scenes and you have these views behind the scenes of like you're just a little bit more edgy and rebellious but then you were told by a coach to be polished up and perfect or whatever um, when you present yourself online or you're building a brand outside of who you actually are then you get on a call with somebody or you've already signed up a client and then you had to pretend to be somebody else and that takes up more of your energy it takes up a lot more of your energy to try to prop up this persona. And also, if you're not hyper-focused on managing your energy like that, you can easily fuck up and say the word fuck on a phone call. And then the person's like, I thought you were pop proper and polished. Like, why would you say that word? It's so offensive. Ah. And, then, and then 
you know, you have a shit storm. And that can go for anything in life, right? The, the reason why my relationship flows so well, that my business flows so well with my client and things of that nature is because what you see is what you get. You know, it's, it's who I am. And I'm not worried. I'm good with myself. And that's an important thing. That's an important tool that you need to be resilient in this online space because the noise is louder than ever of like people trying to make other people wrong. Um, and one of the things that inspired this topic was, you know, a friend of mine <laughs> was made a post and she said something along the lines of um, the irony of feminism is that it's masculine or something like that. And then this woman came in and she was like creating this whole fucking stir of like, yeah, well, this isn't inclusive to non-binary and blah, 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 blah. And that's not very supportive. And I don't see how this message is supportive, <laughs> you know, and it's like coming in with this self-righteous thing. Like if you don't fully agree with it or whatever, you could have moved the fuck on. Um, I saw that message and the reason why I jumped in this is because this woman who um, she I've seen her be a horrible person and a bully to a friend of mine uh, like almost a year ago. I think it was over the summer where like everyone, you know, with the with George, the George Floyd incident coming around like the George Floyd incident, it gave people a pass to be shitty to other people or to feel justified or self-righteous, um, you know, the woke crowd. And what I saw back in the summer, is she was really being an asshole to a friend of mine, um, more of a friend of Rebecca's, but like just being a total asshole. And Rebecca's friend, she's like one of the nicest people and it didn't make sense. Like, why are you being so shitty to her? Um, <laughs> So I responded to this woman and I'm like, well, I don't know who you are, but I've seen your name and you've successfully successfully branded yourself for this past year of being the least supportive person. And underneath all this self-righteousness is you're simply a hater. So <laughs> I have this thing. I had this thing like I just. I stand up for the people around me. And I, I think loyalty is, uh, you know, an extremely important value. I'll go to bat with for my clients. Like if they're in some conflict um, online, I mean, one thing is, is I find joy in, in, in squabbling with people, right? I find joy in exposing you know what I, I find joy in defending people and maybe that comes maybe maybe that comes from when I was born my parents had the intentions that they wanted um, the boy to be born first which is me um, in order to protect uh, my little sister so maybe maybe that's just a pattern that I have like I'm just I just learned to be a protector and learn to be extremely loyal to people um for those around me and i really i'm really passionate about standing up for good people 
and giving people like that's that's like particularly my purpose and the podcast and all that stuff it's like you know you take sorry i offended you and it's a rebellious act against a lot of what goes on in society today and i feel like a lot of times ironically the underdog is often the person who is faced with the crowd of critics that are going after them and trying and and basically doing some level of psychological harm which is ironic because the reason why people are passionate about call out culture and basically psychologically harming people is that they highly disagree with punching down but it became it became this uh this thing where they're end up punching they are punching down so i'm just i'm just passionate about making it clear where the fuck i stand standing up for the people around me um and not in a way of trying to hurt other people or things of that nature but when truth is in violation when somebody is violating truth or someone's using manipulative tactics to make somebody feel horrible about themselves or to guilt them or to manipulate them and control them that's a lot that that goes on in call out culture today is these quote-unquote educators will try to bully you into educating yourself which is actually um it's actually not it's actually a misinterpretation of education um <laughs> I, I was thinking of the word i just you know when i stopped looking for the word you come up with it it's really indoctrination and that's what it truly is and a lot of these like educators around the social justice space um it's like i don't like to generalize but a lot of the, you know a lot of them use um, very similar tactics as a narcissistic abuser. And it's, you know, that's like, um, it's just like so crazy. If you actually Google um, what tactics a narcissist use, you can connect it to exactly what they're doing. Um, something that I said on a video on Instagram the other day was, you know, as someone who had a sales page of saying, are you afraid to be canceled? That was their, their headline. Not to mention that the same person um, very made it, made it very clear multiple times of how she hates white people. So, uh, but that's okay. You're allowed to say that today. Like that's not racist or hateful. Like you're allowed to hate white people. Um, but the the sales page started off with are you afraid to be canceled that's a legitimate fear right and the i mean in all fairness um my programs and my offerings a lot of times is to help people overcome that fear to speak their soul message so addressing that fear and overcoming that challenge is not a bad thing in my eyes when it becomes bad is when that per same person you wrote that sales page does the canceling and and you know feeds into that culture <laughs> and 
when you actually look at it and you you look into the energy of that, which I mean, a lot of people probably bought into it off of their, you know, like feeling like I need to be a good person in order to do this. And in order for me to be a good person, I must hate myself and allow um, another person control me. Um, But when you look into the energy, it's basically saying, do you not want to get psychologically abused? Well, if you don't pay me, then I will psychologically abuse you. That's essentially what it's saying. When you're when you're part of the psychological abuse, then you're basically strong arming people into giving you money. And that's exploitation on a different le- level. And, and the funny thing is, it's it's based around um, the ironic thing about it. It's based around dismantling um dismantling the toxicity of america what, what what's it called uh, colonialism um it's about dismantling that but you're using the exact same strategy and exploitation to gain power <laughs> so so it's like the the only issue here is not that there's a problem with the colonizing or the the exploitation or the ruling by force like that's not a problem the only problem here is that we need to make someone else a benefactor of that (laughs) my approach is it's like we evolve as human fucking beings and the evolution is not to repeat the same mistakes in history it's not to repeat the same patterns. It's not to justify or to tear people down with hate um, to get back at hateful people of the past or um, to get down on the level of hateful people of today. It's about evolving. It's about evolution. And what does evolution look like in business? It's creating win-win. It's promoting leaders. It's empowering other people. It's making the world a better place of what we offer. And no matter what type of self-righteous coding that you put around this message or the, or shaming other people or um, call out culture, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it out as, um, no matter what you put around it, you're basically... Um, sort of rebranding the same substance of what we already know. And that kind of goes into the same conversation. I didn't know I was going to get in, get this deep into things, but that's the beauty of podcasts. That's like the same conversation of what was being made of the example that I said of the irony of um, feminism being hyper-masculine and being about tearing men down. And... Again, that's not that's not to say like that's all across the board, you know, like um, Rebecca has identified as a feminist. Right. But she's not she wouldn't do like she doesn't believe in that. She's embodied in her feminine and masculine when needed. So but the the, the goal there is to um, embrace that divine grounded essence of both energies. The other thing is it's. Is actually good for men and women and um, 
non-binary to be in a healthy relationship with both their feminine and masculine. So it's not like, ha, masculine women, you can't be masculine, but it's like, is there a healthy relationship there? You know, is there a healthy relationship in that connection? And I think that it really takes a mature mind. It takes an old soul to fucking understand that without getting offended or creating a story around that or getting into an argument racing to the victim position of how it victimizes you. Um, or, you know, for instance, my communication, I can speak to a mature woman and, and, and she could ask me like, um, so what is your take on feminine and masculine energy? And I can describe that to her and, um, she's like, oh, well that's fucking helpful. Like, thank you. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, like I've had many, um, women clients who found a lot of help in honoring their natural masculine and feminine energy and finding a balance with that and not demonizing one of them. Like, um, that's something huge that I've helped my clients with. On the other hand, if you have somebody who is committed to the victim position or is or or just doesn't have that level of understanding or isn't like, um, you know, speaks a different language, but I really think it's on a vibrational level. Um, and maybe it's the age of the souls. Like, I don't know how old people's souls are. But if I were to guess, um, I think it's like new soul behavior where what's well, trauma? You know, it's like you, you can be uh, it, it really depends on the amount of trauma that you're carrying. You can't see through your trauma. Right. Um, I, I feel like the the new soul and old soul thing could be disempowering. Like, oh, you can't get to this level of awakeness because your soul is too new. Sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> Like that might be a little bit limiting. Um, it's really like how much trauma you're willing to, like let's focus on this life, right? Let's focus on this life and let's focus on what you can do to maximize your results in this lifetime. Um, but somebody who is speaking through the filter of trauma, they will hear something about feminine energy. For instance, you know, a conversation that I had um, she she asked <laughs> but since i'm a man and i answered it's mansplaining right um but she was asking something about feminine and masculine energy and i just you know shared a, a chart of like the differences and i was just assuming that it was like from a place of openness to learning i didn't i didn't think the question was supposed to be combative um but in the chart, the chart does say, you know, it begins with, and I can see where at face value, um, one second, Katie's barking. All right, so I guess Katie doesn't like my mansplaining either. <laughs> no, she just doesn't like little white dogs. There's a little white dog out there. We're surrounded by little white dogs, one on the deck and one on the side, um, front and side. And she likes running back and forth, barking at the little dogs next door. And now she's eating snow out there. It's nice to be able to see her from the office. So anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying. 
is in the chart like if you look at the whole description you'd be like okay yeah this makes sense this is helpful um and of course if you aren't looking at it through trauma or combativeness um it's easier to receive but it's understandable why this person in particular didn't like it and in the beginning it was describing feminine energy as passive and i mean we, we can go into like the irony of that too because we view passive as a negative thing because of the quote-unquote patriarchy um that feminists would be fighting against right uh you know we the reason why we view passive as negative at times is because we've learned that our value is how hard we work um but that's not even the whole story the you know if you look into the whole story of the chart it's about knowing when to operate in your healthy masculine and feminine and a woman um being masculine is not a bad thing but it's a bad thing for all when we have an unhealthy relationship with the masculine. So anyway, of course, I wasn't received well. I was called a mansplainer of, and the typical stuff of like, of course, coming from a white hetero male and blah, blah, blah. And really like <laughs> this way that we act in society is so it's interesting. It's like. It's a. We're, it's, it's the opposite of progressive. It's digressive. It's like we're, we're back to labeling people or maybe we never left from that. It's like, but we got to evolve from labeling people and sectioning people out and assuming people's behavior and being prejudiced based off their gender or the, the color of their skin or, you know, that's where that's that's when the negative side of intersectionality comes in because it's like it's like now i'm gonna um i'm gonna determine how i get to treat you based on what you look like and what your culture is and you know the higher um or the lower or whatever the the particular space of the intersectionality scale that you're on um i'm allowed to be hateful to you <laughs> Right. I'm a, I can justify racism um, towards parts of the intersectionality scale because society says it's OK. And especially if it's a hetero white male, then I can be prejudiced and make a judgment on that. And if you have a problem with that, then that's your all oh, your tears, you little baby. <laughs> and then that's ironically um, copying the behavior of the quote-unquote toxic masculinity we claim to be against <laughs> like oh you poor baby little girl like it's it's like exactly like that and it's like i thought you were against this type of behavior i don't oh wait no if it's if it's to, to um <laughs> if it's to um demoralize <laughs> a white hetero male it's okay to call him a little baby right um so I've seen that happen often in having discussions and online and whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, fuck it. You know, if, if, if it, I think the best thing to do is just to be unbothered and neutral. And, and really, the best thing to do to handle yourself in these conversations is not to stoop to their level, to stay centered. Um, 
And really, because because like like I said before, every bit of drama online, what the person on the other side of you is trying to do is race to the victim position. And when you're trying to race to the victim position yourself, then you're entertaining the drama. And you're getting into, you know, you're getting on the drama triangle with them. The best way to handle yourself as a leader is to be neutral and centered, regardless of what type of insults they try to throw at you um, or how they try to hate you or anything like that. Like when you don't resort to personal insults and you have a little sense of humor about you and you like something that Jordan Peterson has said, I believe, and this is paraphrasing, is that when you have a sense of humor about something, when you have room to do that, you've mastered that topic. And that's pretty much the goal in mastering the topic. And it's like when you understand the frames that people use against you or what people do to discredit you or um, dehumanize you or assassinate your character, when you can stay in humor and keep a smile on your face and laugh about it and show people that you're unaffected, that's when that's the gold right there that's the gold and when you can stay centered in that space um that's when it comes to being respected more as a leader too because people see you like the last podcast episode i said um, one of the biggest themes that brings you value as a leader is um i'm just watching katie out there it's cute (laughs) like frolicking around in the in the snow um but one of the things that bring value to you as a leader is being able to stay centered and um, centered and grounded is trustworthy. So it's like, and you can use this on yourself. Do you trust somebody who is consistent in their values and they seem to have a, a, a control on their emotions? Do you trust them more than somebody who gets emotional and pissed and randomly blurts out at people and, and like acts violent towards people. Um, And, you know, I think the biggest example could be um, a woman's relationship to to men, right? If um, a man lashes out in anger um, just randomly and is very reactionary. um, And, you know, I've seen this online too. And, you know, some of these people, I've heard they're even worse behind the scenes, but I've seen this online where dudes would just flip the fuck out on women online, like just flip out randomly. Like they're like so nice and, and, and like seems like a good gentleman and has a good sense of humor. And then, and, and of course these men would flip out on men too, but it's like there, there's this, there's this extra sense of, you know, ungroundedness on, you know, not having safety when you see a man do that to a woman, even if it's online and God forbid if it's, you know, behind the scenes. Um, but there's like this sense of like, I'm afraid to be around this person. Um, for me, not necessarily me fearing the person, but for me, it's like I got to get this person out of my community, like away from my community because I don't want this type of behavior around me. Um, but for, 
you know, somebody else like that can be like, wow, I feel really unsafe around this person. And honestly, you know, if we, if we took this to dating examples, like I think that a lot of times like a single man will be obsessed with doing all these things to impress women and things like that. But a lot of what men misunderstand and just totally like too many men are just like not fucking getting it is to get out of your own head and to be in a space where it's like how do I create a space and you know be caring and loving to this other person where they feel safe in the space with me and I think a lot of men fail to do that and that's kind of like the same um conversation around this hyper masculinity or like this unhealed version of masculinity it's like um you know this obsession of like i gotta do something i gotta push i gotta make things move forward and it's like the same exact thing goes on with sales online like it's all fucking connected it's like when somebody tries to push a sale onto you or like is like trying so hard to handle objections and they're doing the opposite of leaning back they're like leaning into you and like you almost feel guilty if you don't submit to their their um their commands um there's like this feeling of unsafety a huge feeling of unsafety um and my point is is like being a divine leader one of the biggest things that you can do well is doing less in a sense being more thoughtful but doing less and the more you can lean back and respect other people's freedom of choice and slow things down and um, give people the room to make their own decisions and also not reacting not reacting or you know showing this level of um lashing out you know like people feel safe in your space and they and they um they can trust you to be consistent and grounded that's huge for being a leader there's nothing wrong with your emotions um you know, the, the best thing to do is to, to be able to feel our emotions. But when your emotions control you, which is probably the op, usually it, it's from opposite people who have their emotions control you in some way, they're demonizing their emotions. So they try to push it down so much that it just explodes out of them. And then they react to people and hurt other people. And that's what you see a lot in the online space, ironically, in the personal development space a lot. Um, you know, when someone's reactionary, people don't feel safe around them. And when you don't feel safe around them, you, you don't really want them to have your money or, you know, you don't want to depend on them to even like follow through with a six week course and lead you through that. Um, because at any moment they could be reactionary and get angry at you or cancel or not show up or, you know, like they just, they, whatever emotion comes through, they'll follow that rather than being centered in the storm. Um, the opposite of being centered in the storm is the storm just takes you and you just roll with it. 
So part of being a divine leader is being grounded and consistent. And when you naturally work on yourself in that way, and you're naturally, you know, a person with a sense of groundedness and you you have a level of consistency, then you give room for people to trust you naturally. And then it doesn't take, you know, this way of stepping outside of who you are, of convincing and persuading and arm twisting and objection handling and things like that. People are naturally magnetized towards you because they want to be around your energy rather than you having to fake it and try to convince people to want to be around your energy. So that's my message for you today on this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And again, um, if this resonates with you, check out my program, Divine Leader. It will be in the show notes here. You can find me on Instagram at Sorry I Offended You. It will be in my bio. You can find me on Facebook as Brandon Marshall. And it's likely in one of my latest posts or my cover photo there. Um, and if all else fails, you can shoot me a DM and would love to work together in that container or any container that I'm offering right now. You know, I'm not I'm not a, con- a container favoritist. So anyway, thank you for listening. And you have an amazing life if I never hear from you again. Peace.